and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but Ginger is gently snoring in the background, and since part of this episode is about her, I figured her gentle snuffles and waffles would be a nice accompaniment to everything I'm saying today. So if you can hear snoring, that's what's going on. This week's episode actually will be short and chatty because just as I was meant to be thinking about, planning for, and writing this podcast, I was instead doing something so wild I can hardly believe it. I was making the final changes to my book, Beautiful Death. This might not seem wild to anyone existing outside of my brain, so perhaps I'll give you a little bit of context. This book was mostly written three and a half years ago during and after the transition of my darling girl, Little Dog. Together, we'd held space for six previous deaths over the course of less than four years. And it just occurred to me that it's been nearly as many days since we wrote this together as the days we spent experiencing the stories I tell in the book. Almost four years has passed, and this thing I'd promised her we'd finished has languished. Maybe languished is a bit melodramatic. And I don't get that she's holding it against me at all, but she is definitely holding me to the promise. And for some reason just now, and I don't think it was procrastination because I never ever do that, I felt called to add up the number of days. So I started from the day my father died, he was the first of these deaths, to the day that Little, who was the last, died. And then I added the number of days from then to now. There was a difference of only 103 days. And I'm thinking that maybe it's actually that this book has needed the exact number of days to become as I needed to live the life-changing experiences the book is about. And also, maybe none of this. And maybe I could have published this thing in September of 2020, right after it was all done, or in January of 22, when my friend who helps me with edits told me it was done, or any of the billions of times I've pulled it out to give it a final read and then put it away again in anxiety and frustration. Maybe I just need a reason in number of days to say that June 13th of this year will be the official publication date for this book, which has been both the easiest and the hardest thing I've ever had to write. And maybe I need to say that today, in order to share the link in the show notes of this podcast, I'm opening up the doors for pre-orders. There was this whole thing too when I added the days where the number 13 appeared a few times, and that feels significant. I've always liked the number 13, even though it gets a bad name. So there we are, June 13th. Phew. In other news, as if I could have any after that announcement, we had so much fun going to the dog trainers this week. It really was the highlight of my week, and I mentioned it briefly in this week's notes from the Garden Newsletter, but I just loved it so much I want to talk about it again. Our girl Ginger is a delight in almost every single way possible. There's a bit of a stubborn streak, which can be frustrating when we're on a walk and I need her to go in some direction or other, and she turns into a statue. And then there's this bratty barking thing, but mostly in every single other way, she is perfection embodied. She's also, and I say this without hyperbole or bias, of course, the smartest dog that has ever existed. 
She loves learning things so much, and going to training has created this whole extra beautiful element to her life, which is bringing her and us so much joy. Ginger had a really rough start to life. We were living in the city at the time we met, and she followed our neighbor and her dog home from their walk. She was emaciated, bloody with mange, and covered in scars that tell a story of brutality that was her early life. We were all standing around the yards, as neighbors do when they're trying to figure out the best thing to do for a stray dog, when Ginger climbed into Mom's lap. The story is longer than that, but for the sake of time, I'll just say she became ours. Or probably more accurately, we became hers. She immediately trusted Mom, and me and my brother Ponch too. But beyond that, the road to trusting people has been pretty long and winding. Slowly, over the last couple years, she has developed friendships with people and has become eager to meet people when we're out in the world, but she's still nervous and a bit anxious with anything unknown. Now, this isn't a medical or scientific observation, because I'm neither medically or scientifically inclined, but rather comes out of my understanding of energies and what I've gotten from tuning in. The damage to her nervous system from the abuse she experienced and the horrors we're pretty certain she witnessed has required that we learn a lot of things we never had to know before. She has different boundaries physically than other dogs I've known, and those boundaries have actually changed over time. The more she heals, the more comfortable she seems to feel telling us she wants us to back off. The more she loves us and knows how much we love her, the easier it seems to be for her to say, stop petting me, I don't want to anymore. What sometimes felt like failures to us emotionally we're coming to understand are actually huge successes in terms of her feeling free to communicate safely how she's feeling and what she wants. She still likes to be petted and kissed and loved, but for as long as she wants, not as long as we want. And sometimes it's enough for us to just gather around her and tell her how adorable she is 75 times in a row without crossing into her physical space at all. Because her healing isn't really about us. And for a being whose body was used and abused in such terrible ways, I think one of the most loving things we can do for her sometimes is to give her a little space. The trainers confirmed this, telling us of dogs who didn't like their bellies rubbed or only wanted to be petted two or three times and then were done. It's nice to have someone with so much experience and expertise not only reinforce what we're feeling, but also tell us that we are in fact doing the right thing for our girl. So the excitement and the joy of going to dog training is so many layered. We learn so many things and Ginger has become so excited to see her friends again and more and more comfortable with them each time we go. She's so eager to learn the new games they show us and loves when we practice at home. They are expanding our language together, helping us communicate with her and helping her communicate with us in lovely and harmonious ways. And it is an immense joy to experience this together. For about a half an hour after each session, I can't help but say over and over, my heart is so full right now. This past week, Ginger actually jumped on one of the trainers. Mom and I discourage this generally because Ginger is a bit of a tank and could knock us down pretty easily if she's feeling impolite. So we both were like, oh no. But the trainers were just so excited that Ginger had made such huge strides in feeling comfortable enough to do this that they actually celebrated. It was just a really neat moment. There have been so many neat moments for us with Ginge. She's just an incredible being who brings so much joy and love to our world. One last piece of news for today. I've set the date for the March Garden Party and decided to open the invitation to anyone who would like to come. It will be an Equinox celebration on March 24th 
and will take place at 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Zoom. So whether you're a paid subscriber or not, you're invited to come and celebrate the change of seasons with us here in the garden. Friends, it seems like everyone I know is dealing with the most intense things they've ever faced, and these challenges are unrelenting right now. This time in the garden is a chance to take an hour or so, let go of your burdens, breathe in the space we create together, and allow the light to flow around and through you in whatever ways you might need. This is a chance to feel better for a bit and hopefully gain some clarity that helps you put one foot in front of the other going forward in your life. There will be time for asking questions of the light, so be sure to jot them down in advance if there's something you're hoping to get a bit of guidance on. If this sounds good, copy the Zoom link in the show notes and save the date. I'd love to see you there. Friends, thank you so much for joining me in the garden today. I hope that this week gives you the chance to breathe in a way that is healing, filled with light, and allows for the movement of joy in and through your life. If you enjoyed this episode, I wonder if you would please consider liking it or sharing it with others, and maybe even leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. And the comments section is always open now. Our new home on Substack allows us to keep the conversation going through comments on individual episodes or general discussions in chat, which is like a lovely group message board. Feel free to pop on over and start a thread if there's anything you want to chat about. If you're seeking a bit of one-on-one guidance and need some clarity on the questions that are in your heart or on your mind, my schedule is open for private readings. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and I hope this finds you well and thriving. I'll chat with you again next week.